question anybody wants to ask this morning. No questions? Um, I know we were, we were kind of finishing up uh, talking about this, um, the question that was asked a couple weeks ago about dreams and visions and things. I just Last week I didn't have time to just totally finish it, and so we kind of ended it really quick. Um, but I just wanted to kind of go over just a couple things when we were talking about does God still use dreams, visions, does God still give revelation and things like this. And so um, just a couple things real quick, and then we can um, move on to, to something else here in just a moment. But um, obviously when we're talking about revelations uh, as far as God giving some new uh, new doctrine or something new for the church or something like that, we understand that that does not happen. Um, that, that has stopped, that has ceased, okay? Um, what, we, what we have is right here in God's Word. That's exactly what God wants us to have. Um, is it possible, though, for God to use um, a dream or something like this um, to, to speak to someone? Um, uh, it's possible. I'm going to say it's not a common everyday occurrence, um, and we looked at some of these throughout Scripture, uh, both in the Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, obviously, Paul was saved because of a vision. Uh, Philip was sent to the Ethiopian eunuch because of a vision. Um, Ananias uh, was sent to Paul because of a vision. Um, God used different dreams with Peter and things like that. Um, and so it's, it's not a common everyday occurrence. And the thing we have to be careful about is we must use discernment because not all claims are true. Um, again, this is why we have to de- determine what is, what is the, um, the foundation that we have to test anything spiritually. God's Word, right? We have to test it with the Word of God. And, and so anybody can, anybody can make claims or anything like that, but when we take it and we test it with the Word of God, right? Uh, by the way, if you think about it, most... Most of these other religions that we see, especially some of the main ones, it's interesting when you go back and you begin to study, you'll find out that they all began with a dream or a vision, right? What happened with Joseph Smith? He had a vision, right? The angel Moroni came to him. Uh, Charles Taz Russell, what happened? He had a vision. Uh, Muhammad, what happened? He had a vision. He had a dream, right? And so we have to be very, very careful in thinking that, you know, dreams and visions and things like this, uh, they're just all of God. No, they're not all of God. Okay? Um, they're, they're not, and that's why we have to test it with the Word of God. What does the Bible say? Um, because if it doesn't line up with Scripture, then we know it's not of God. Okay? Uh, we know, look, uh, it doesn't matter that Joseph Smith said that an angel came to him. Um, we know that what the Mormon doctrine teaches is against the Word of God. It's not, it's not biblical. Um, so whatever this dream or vision or uh, this angel that came to Joseph Smith was not of God. You say, well, you're, you're sounding judgmental. No, I'm not. I'm just being biblical, right? Go to the book of Galatians. Again, we're going to test it with the word of God. In Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. What does Paul say here in verse number 8? But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. 
As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Now, if you go through the book of Galatians, you'll find out it's very clear Paul is teaching that salvation is not by works. It is only by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? Well, this angel said that, it's, it, that the, you don't need the Bible, you're going to need this other book, and now through all of this other revelation and things, that now uh, you can work your way to heaven. Well, I'm sorry, that's not biblical. That's not of God. And, and please understand, by comparing something with Scripture, by saying, okay, this is what somebody said, and now I'm going to compare it with Scripture, that's not being judgmental. You understand that? That's not being judgmental. Because... I didn't come up with this. God did. I'm simply comparing what God has said with what somebody else has said. Okay? It's like if you went to a store and, um, you know, let's say you're going to go to the store and you're going to go into the, to the grocery aisle and, and you want to um, buy a bag of apples, you know? You can either buy them individually or you can buy them in like a three-pound bag, five-pound bag, whatever. And you go and here's this big sign. It says, apples, 99 cents right? Apples, 99 cents. Here it is right here. And you go up to this stand and instead of apples, you find lemons. Are you being judgmental by saying those are not apples? You're not being judgmental. You're just saying those aren't apples because we know what apples are. Apples are not lemons. Okay. It's called using your head, right? And, and so many times, People try to make Christians feel bad or feel like they're, you know, they're so judgmental. And it, no, it's not being judgmental. We're just saying, wait a minute. I know what truth is. I know what an apple looks like, and that ain't one. That's not an apple. That's a lemon. I know what truth looks like. God says truth is salvation by grace through faith, period. Period. So if you're trying to add something to that, that's not an apple. That's not truth. Okay, so we're not being judgmental. We're just simply comparing what God has already said. And that's why he says, and we looked at this last week, try the spirits whether they are of God or not, right? So just because someone says they've had a dream um, or a vision or something like that, it doesn't always mean it's true because the devil is a counterfeiter. He, he is going to try to fake the things of God all the time, okay? And even if some are true, right? Even if someone does really have a dream and, and they say, hey, you know, this dream, you know, and again, I'm just pulling something out of my hat here. Um, you know, I had a dream and, and uh, this dream said, hey, I was supposed to, you know, uh, there's a, I, I, in this dream, uh, I saw McDonald's and right next to McDonald's was a building and I just felt like that building I needed to go into and that person comes into our church and through them coming into our church, they get saved. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm not going to say they didn't have a dream about McDonald's or a building. I might say maybe don't eat as much McDonald's. Maybe that's what was going on or something. But, you know, I'm not going to say they didn't have that dream. And, and I'm not going to say that God didn't use that to help them to come to know the Lord. Okay? But we have to be very careful. Okay? And even if some are true, our attention should not be on the dream. Our attention should be on the word of God. Right, and that's what Peter tells us there, and we looked at that last week, First Peter chapter one, <clears throat> um, that we have a more sure word of prophecy. Okay, we have to test it with word of God. Right, so um, 
and, and here's, even Jesus said, right, go with me to Luke chapter 16. In Luke chapter 16, of course, we have this, um, this account that Jesus gives of the rich man and Lazarus. Uh, the rich man dies, um, ends up going to hell. Uh, Lazarus dies, goes into paradise. And in this conversation, the rich man says, send Lazarus back to my father's house because I have five brothers, right? He says, send him back so he can tell my five brothers so that they don't come to this place of torment, right? And look at what Jesus says in verse number 29. Abraham said unto them, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. What's he saying? What's what's this man saying in verse number 30? He says, if one went from the the dead, then they would repent. What's he saying? They, They would need a sign, right? So what's he actually saying, though? What God says isn't good enough. They need something more. They they need a sign. They need somebody to come back from the dead. They need a miracle. They need this. They need that. You ever heard somebody say that? Well, if I could just see a miracle, I would believe. Now, watch this. Watch what Jesus says. And he said unto them, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. If they're not willing to trust God's word, they're not going to believe a sign. If they're not willing to take God at his word and say, hey, this is true. Well, if I could just see a miracle, then I would believe. No, no, no. We already have the miracle. It's right here. It's called his word. His word is the miracle that God would actually give us his word and that he promised to preserve his word for every generation. That's the miracle. Are we going to believe it? Right. And that's why, again, even Jesus says this, right? Um, They has to come back to the word of God. It has to come back to the word of God. Right. And and here's the thing. The, The devil, the devil's powerful. The devil can do miracles, too. You ever, you ever think about that in, in Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew chapter three, or I think it's Matthew chapter three or four, when Jesus is being tempted by the devil, think about it. Jesus is being tempted by the devil. And he says, look, if you'll just bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. You, you think about the, the, the miracles and things that, um, that we find even throughout scripture that, that the devil is able to do. Did you ever, you ever remember Exodus, Moses threw down his serpent or threw down his rod and it turned into a serpent. What did the magicians do? They threw down their rods and they turned into serpents. So because they're able to turn their rods into serpents, we should believe what they say. Just because a miracle can be done, number one, doesn't always mean it's of God. And number two, just because a miracle can be done doesn't mean this is the pattern that God is just going to continuously use. In fact, you look through Scripture, there were, there were hundreds and hundreds of years where there never was miracles being done, never was signs being given, weren't visions being given. So we have to, we have to get this, 
out of our mind that somehow God is just, he's always using visions and signs and miracles and all this type of things. No, there were, there were times where they had nothing other than the word of God alone. Okay? Um, and, and so you, you go through this. So with the completion of the word of God, God doesn't have to use dreams and visions as he did before in revealing things to man. Okay? That is not to say that he does not or cannot God can communicate with us however he chooses, right? But when we have a decision to make, our first stop should always be the Bible, not a dream. It shouldn't be a dream. It should be, what does the Word of God say? Okay? Um, and, and, and again, you, ha- we have to just, you just have to be very careful, okay? Um, a couple years ago, we were having our... Our, our vision Sunday, kind of like today, and um, I can't remember if it was the the night before or the the week before or something like that. But we didn't have a we didn't have a song yet. We didn't have a chorus yet. And uh, I'd been thinking about it and thinking about it. And I'm I don't I don't write songs. I'm not a music person, right? Um, you know, my wife and my daughters. You know, they're all the music people, and. Um, in the middle of the night, Saturday night, okay? Now, please understand, I'm not saying that I had a dream. I'm not saying that I had a vision. I'm not saying that any of this, that's, I'm not saying that God, you know, came down and spoke to me or anything like that. But in the middle of the night, I, I don't know if I, I was just laying awake there and just thinking about it, but I just started thinking of some words. And I was like, oh, that's really good. And I started to write those words down. I grabbed my phone at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to make sure my wife doesn't wake up. I didn't have a pen, so I'm just like trying to type as fast as I could. And I'm trying to write these words down before I forget them. And I showed it to my wife in the morning. And I was like, hey, what do you think about this being our, our theme song? She's like, where'd you get that from? I was like, what do you mean, where did I get that from? I wrote that. She's like, you wrote that? I was like, yeah. She's like, when? I was like, 2 o'clock this morning. And that actually ended up being our theme song. Have you remember our theme song, Total Surrender? Yeah. I wrote that. I know. Shocker, right? Yeah. What? I know. I can't believe it. Never going to happen again. But, you know. But, yeah. That, and, again, I'm not going to say it was a dream, but I'm not going to say that God didn't help me to come up with those words. You know? So, again, we, just, we have to be very careful. And this is where we, we want to be careful about over-spiritualizing things. Okay? Um, and so we just have to be very, very careful when it comes to dreams and things, um, especially when people begin to say, well, God gave me this, and this is something new. Whenever you hear that word, this is something new, lights and bells and whistles and everything else ought to start going off. Whoa, wait a second, what do you mean something new? Are you meaning that there's something that God is giving you that's not already in his word? What, what are you meaning by that? Okay. Um, and please understand, I'm not saying that those words that I that God gave me that song a couple you know years ago that that's scripture. That's not scripture, right? Those are just words that are based on scripture. Total surrender, right? That, those were just based on scripture, okay? Um, and so we just have to be very careful, um, very careful about that. Again, I'm not going to say that God can't use a dream to speak to somebody, and and God can use that maybe to draw them or direct them or something. Um, it's not an everyday occurrence. Um, you know, it's funny whenever, whenever I'm talking to somebody and ever anybody, 
um, start saying, you know, well, I, I had a dream. As soon as I hear that word dream, you know, warning signs start going off because I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? Are, are they going Joseph Smith way? Are they going, you know, uh, heretical? Or is it just God just used this dream and, and that helped me in, in a certain situation or helped me, you know, to know something or whatever? Okay, N- no worries there, right? Um, we just have to be very careful with it, right? Um, anybody have a quick question or comment or anything before we kind of maybe move on to something else? I know we've looked at this for a few weeks. Um, yeah, Ron? And, and here's the thing that you'll find, especially with people that really give a lot of um, validity to dreams or anything like that, okay? Um, many of them, when you say, well, let's look at Scripture, they don't care what Scripture says. Well, my dream, my vision. Wait a minute. Well, let's, what about Scripture? I don't care what Scripture says. God gave this to me. Wait a minute. If you're saying you don't care what Scripture says, if you don't want to look at Scripture and we can't compare it with Scripture, there's, there's a danger right there already, right? And that's, that's what happens in a lot, of these, um, a lot of these religions where it's all based upon experiences, dreams, visions, experiences, emotion. It's like, well, this is what happened to me. Okay, well, let's, let's look at what Scripture says about this, right? You know, well, that God told me that I'm supposed to be a preacher. Okay, well, let's look at what Scripture says about this, ma'am. Well, I don't. Well, you, you're going to tell me that God didn't tell me. That? Let's look what Scripture says, ma'am. Right. And what happens is you'll find that they they get so hung up on the dream or the vision they cannot they don't want to see Scripture. Right, they're more concerned about their experience and what happened to them than they are the Word of God. That right there immediately tells me it probably was not from God. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, ma'am.
No, ma'am. Because we have to go back and we have to define, again, we have to define terms. What do we mean by inspiration? Are we talking about biblical inspiration? Or are we just talking about what people refer to as inspiration today? Because there's two different, there's two different meanings there. Because when we look at biblical inspiration, the Bible says that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So what does that mean? That means God breathed. In other words, God literally said these words. These are God's words. Am I going to say that that song that I wrote is God's words? No. So I'm not going to say that I, I, they are inspired. Did I receive, um, you know, and again, if you... You hear people today say, well, I was inspired to write this, right? That's a different word than we're talking about with inspiration biblical. That's why I mean we have to define words, right? Sometimes we can use a word and it has a very different meaning. That's a great question. What would be another word? Instead of, if somebody says, well, I was just inspired, I would say it's more like motivated, influenced, right? Um, because again, if we're, if we're going to use biblical terms, we want to be very careful with it, right? Um, and I, I have heard, I've heard songwriters say, God inspired me to write this. Well, so what they're saying is now we have more scripture. Wait a minute. We don't have more scripture. This is all the scripture we have because all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Right? So if somebody is saying, God inspired me to write this, they're saying God literally spoke these words for me to write down as the new revelation from God. That's not biblical. Right? Now, can, again, through, through a circumstance, you, know, you think about many of these hymns that we sing. Right? Um, I'm trying to think of the, the song, um, I think, it, what is it? It is well with my soul. Um, as this man is, is, is on a boat traveling across the ocean, and they come and they said, um, you got, anybody remember the guy's name that wrote that? Um, I can't remember right now. Um, but they said, sir, this is where your sh- the ship with your wife and your daughters went down, and your daughters died. Your wife made it, but this, this, this is the spot where the ship went down. And this gentleman... Just thinking about what he was going through, thinking about what God had done, ends up going to his room and writes the song, It Is Well With My Soul. When peace like a river. Yeah. Hooray for your Spafford. Thank you. Yes. Was that inspired by God? No. It's not inspired by God. Did God use the circumstance that he was in and, and what was going on in his heart and life to be able to write that? Yes, Absolutely. Right. But again, we, we want to be very careful when we use that word inspiration, because when we're talking about, sorry, can we be inspired by other people? well, that's what I'm saying. Yes, we can. That's what I'm saying. We have to define what we're using. If we're using the biblical term inspired inspiration, right? I don't think we want to use that. But if, so, if we could, if somebody says, Hey, you know, I, I watched what this person did and they just, you know, uh, they inspired me to go out and start my own business. Yeah, we understand what that means, okay? So when we're talking about people, I think we understand we're not saying that this is of God. But when we start saying God, this was inspired by God, that's where we've got to be very careful about that. 
Okay? But if somebody says, you know, hey, um, I, I watched this motivational speech by this somebody, and that was just really inspirational, and, and now I'm inspired to go out and, and start my own business. Not a problem, because nobody's claiming it was from God. He's not claiming it was from God. The, the speech wasn't from God. He's just saying, this really motivated me. It inspired me to go out and do that. Um, but when we start saying, this was inspired by God, or God you know, inspired me to do this, um, I, I think we just have to be very careful when we are including that with God because of what the word inspiration literally means. That's a, that's a very good question. Somebody else have a question? Or, yeah, Corey? Mm-hmm. So you having the dreams about business inspiration, I would call it inspired by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And what you would think about, like me, I dream about very specific topics. Right. All I've been doing is going to the mall and dreaming about washing the dishes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, Jeff. I was going to say the term uh, revelation, too, I think it's confusing, like the inspiration thing. Mm-hmm. Things are uh, revealed to me all the time through the Holy Spirit, but they're nothing right. new. It's just a facet I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. It's there the whole time. Right. I just hadn't looked at it that way or related it mm-hmm. to another scripture to help me see something. Right. That's. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think another term that some people use is illumination. It was, I was able to finally understand it, able to see it. Right. It's not that it wasn't there. It was there. I just, I just couldn't grasp the understanding of it yet until the Holy Spirit illuminates it and helps me to be able to see it. Um, and I, that's why it, it's just, it, you just have to be very careful um, and, and really define your words, define your terms. Um, you know, even, even in our society today, you've got to be careful about doing that. Um, and especially when we're talking about, you know, uh, biblical terms, you know, somebody said, man, I, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit revealed that to me. Okay, what does that mean? What do you mean when you say the Holy Spirit revealed that to you? Um, are you saying the Holy Spirit just helped me to understand it? Like what you're, what you're saying there? Or are you saying the Holy Spirit has revealed something new to me, right? Because again, when you think about revelation, revelation was God revealing unknown truth, right? It's revealing unknown truth. That's what revelation was all about. God was revealing that which was not known, okay? Again, how do we know how the earth was created? Nobody was there. So what did God have to do? He had to reveal that to us. He had to reveal that Okay, because it wasn't it wasn't known. Okay, and so revelation is God revealing unknown truth to man. Okay, um, and so if you're if you again, it's just you're going to have to be careful, in, and you have to use spiritual discernment. Obviously, you know, in in hearing things, listening to somebody, 
Um, you know, somebody could say, you know, hey, I was, uh, I was reading through the scriptures, and man, I'd never seen that before, and the Holy Spirit just revealed to me what that meant. You know, I, th- I think you're going to be able to understand, even in the context, what they're saying. Um, you know, I don't think that some, if somebody says that, they're not saying that there was something new. They already said, I was reading in the scriptures, and the Holy Spirit just revealed to me what that meant. They're just saying, I finally understood it, right? So I think context is going to have a lot to do with it. Um, and, you know, just making sure that we're, you know, not trying to cause confusion or um, in, in using terms that it's not, I, I hate to say that it's not that we don't want to use these terms. We want to use inspiration. We want to use revelation. We want to use these things. Um, but we just have to make sure that we're using them properly because I think they've been used wrong. Like again, uh, I know there are songwriters that say, God inspired me to write this song. I don't think that's a, the right way to say that. If you're saying God inspired you to write it, that's like saying God is giving some new new revelation. Okay. Um, you know, and that's why I'm saying you just have to be very careful about how you're meaning something. Um, I know I've just probably confused everybody and I apologize for that. <laughs> um, is there a better way to say it? Anybody come up with a better way to say it? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know, if, if you have some book at home and it says, you know, inspirational quotes or inspiration, don't be like, oh, that's blasphemy. Throw it out. You know, get rid of it. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying that. Um, it's just, yeah, just being more careful about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miss Amy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, God says, "I, I didn't say that. Don't don't speak for me on that." You know. Um, and even throughout Scripture, there's many times where God, you know, calls out false prophets and says, "Hey, I didn't I didn't say that. Um, that wasn't of me. You're saying you're claiming it's of me, but I had nothing to do with that. It wasn't me." So, yeah, good. All right, we'll go ahead and stop there and... uh